Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. All right, everybody, the Independent Spirit Awards have just wrapped up over here a few minutes ago. It is 12, 12 a.m. on the East Coast. I am your host, Matt Neglia. Welcome, as always, to the Next Best Picture podcast. I am doing something very unique, something very different, something that I've never actually done before here on the podcast. I am being joined right now live on Zoom as we speak with a bunch of people that are some of them are film independent members some of them are fans of mine on film twitter some of them are just friends in general uh but there's a lot of people here right now and the reason why i have them all gathered here is because film independent spirit awards are voted on by anyone that is a true film lover anybody can sign up for it and vote on the awards so in many ways this is kind of like our awards if you're willing to sign up and be a member you got to obviously pay a fee to do so so I figured, why not get everybody together right before the Oscars? Let's talk about tonight's winners. I thought this would be a really, really fun way to get everyone interacting together. So I can't introduce everyone. There's too many people here. But I'm going to just ask really quickly, and uh, you guys can just tell me yay or nay. How's everyone feeling tonight? Yeah. Yay. Okay. Yay. 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 Okay. Yay. okay. All right. Yay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yay. It's been eventful for me, but still good. I, I, I think I heard someone say May, and all I could think of is it's it's gonna be May. Yeah, <laughs> it Literally. is. Sweet. <laughs> no, it's crazy. The sure longest Oscar season in history is finally coming to an end. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, the Spirit Awards not being on uh, the day before the Oscars? And for some reason on a Thursday evening, what did you guys think of that change? I actually uh, forgot they were on tonight. I thought they were going to be on. Uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, usually, I Saturday? forgot too. So, so Matt, when you posted yeah. on Twitter saying, oh, the Spirit Awards are going to be on tonight. And I was like, wait, they're on? Okay, that was weird. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Pablo, I see you have your hand up. What do you want to say? Yeah, I just want to say that I'm not from the U.S. I wasn't able to watch them live. They had some accessibility issues this time. They usually stream them, I think, on Facebook. That wasn't the case this time. So I had to follow them just on social media. But that's kind of the fun, though, right, of sometimes like of an award show is seeing everybody on social media, seeing the memes, seeing what people are reacting to. And I got to say, the, the Spirit Awards every year for me are always, I think, the most fun show, maybe next to the Golden Globes. But I, I would say in terms of like humor, whoever writes their content for their uh, skits, uh, I got to say, I, I think they are the best produced uh, show in terms of just entertainment. Uh, do you guys agree or disagree with that? What did you guys think of some of the skits that they did tonight? I did not watch the show, but I'm, I'll am i catch up with it um, at a later time. Yeah, okay. Alex says in the chat, the Hollywood Forum press is crying inside right now. <laughs> yes, I did are. see actually that Melissa Villasenor did a uh, musical tribute to Stephen Young, though. So... I'll catch that when I can see. Oh, it was oh. something else. Let me tell yeah. you. That. I heard. So good. I heard. Yeah. That was a mood. <laughs> the only thing I got a little, I was kind of over it after a certain point was Kate McKinnon did a uh, impression of Owen Wilson. 
and did like oh, an Owen Wilson talking to Francis McDormand yeah. in Nomadland. And that thing went on and on and on to the uh, point where okay. it wasn't even funny anymore. But it was really, really funny when it first started. Okay, I was wondering who that was. So it was Kate McKinnon. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry, long, but I didn't understand the point of it by the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I was just kind of like, okay, I was already done with it when it started, to be honest. I love this. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Miles saying, I just followed the reactions and drama on Twitter. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely uh, the way to be, I think, in most cases. I will say it is interesting how they had the show go on for two hours and yet we still had a montage of winners. Yeah, there was like, what, six, not maybe like five awards in a row that went by super fast to the point where I couldn't even tweet fast enough to catch up. I was like, oh, oh, residue. Oh, my God. No, my land. What's happening? You know, and then I was like, what was the thing that just won docuseries? Yeah, that, that's a total <laughs> yeah. critic's choice move. When they did that, they just set all of those awards in a row my live stream froze oh no so basically i missed like i only got until cinematography i missed the rest and it came back right when lulu wong said chloe zhao so i have no idea what happened in that because i was watching it on the ifc app i don't have the channel i just like download the app and watch it there right so it froze like it was horrible i couldn't even tweet those winners i was live tweeting from the film posters twitter and that half of it is gone Jeez, <laughs> oh, i'm sorry uh yeah. alex you have something you want to say I, I i think for the most part i think the oscars will be very predictable i think normalan is going to win everything and i love chadwick boseman and everything i love everything he did on that movie but the best actor category is belong to anthony hopkins for my in my opinion well, he didn't win tonight. Instead, uh, Riz Ahmed uh, won because Anthony Hopkins My was boy. not eligible. Oh. Um, I tweeted out earlier, and I don't know how many so, how many of you saw this, but uh, you know, to me, it feels like everything is going exactly the way that it should. Where Hopkins gets recognized at BAFTA, you recognize Riz Ahmed here with Indie Spirit. Chadwick's gonna win on Sunday, in my opinion. I, I hope I, he does. I yeah. I genuinely believe yeah. that he is. And to be honest me too. with you. I, Hopkins is my preference of the category. I want Hopkins to win, like, but at the same time, I'm not rooting for Hopkins to win at Chadwick's demise. I would be happy if either one of them won. I'd be happy yeah. if Riz Ahmed pulled an Adrian Brody and came up the middle. <laughs> I, I just think that we're spoiled this year with the best actor category where all three of those guys really, really deserve it. And if Chadwick does win, to me, the fact that Hopkins got recognized at BAFTA, Riz Ahmed got recognized tonight. And if I, and if Chadwick does get the Oscar, in my heart, all three of them will be Oscar winners because all three of them got a chance to be recognized uh, throughout the season. So yeah. to me, it's a win-win. It's an embarrassment of riches, especially compared to recent Best Actor years in terms of what yes. the consensus has been, especially because, you know, as much as a lot, as much as a lot of us love Joaquin Phoenix, Joker was a divisive film last year. Bohemian Rhapsody was a divisive film the year before. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, so it's like no, it's like everybody as a community. It's like we all not like when Parasite won that we, we were all like united in our common love for that. It, it's really rare when all of film Twitter, all of the film community, can feel collectively like as one about something about a winner. It's super rare. And I do feel that there are certain things that could happen this Sunday um, that, you know, I, I do think we can all look at each other and say, hey, listen, let's let the past be the past. Bygones be bygones. Let's shake hands and admit that, you know, we can all agree to be friends. The rope. 
<laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go through the winners here. I think that we should, uh, you know, give some commentary here on the winners. Uh, so first up, uh, we have best supporting female goes to Yu Yun Jung for Minari. And I think that this is going to be a repeat come this Sunday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Manifesting. Um, yeah. I'm ready, for yes. yeah. I'm ready for her Oscar speech. I'm excited. Yes. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. Most, like Ugh. here, here especially, it was very expected. Like, you know. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is that sometimes you see these categories and there's like an obvious front runner, and then everybody else, it's like, who's even seen the movie? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then I know, like, if you're a voter, you you have to watch. Well, you, you should watch. You should take it seriously and take the time because they have the screening room set up. I know I do, and so I definitely, you know, go out of my way to watch everything as much as I possibly can, um, if not the and entire thank you. slate. So anyone here, by show of hands, a voter? Quite oh, no. oh, quite a few of you, actually. That's great. Excellent. I hope you guys are uh, happy with the winners tonight. Uh, moving over next to Best First Screenplay, we have Andy Sierra for Palm Springs, a film that... I think should have gotten a little bit more love this season, both in the original screenplay category and also in best film editing. Ironically enough, it wins this prize and it also wins ACE for best comedy. So in the end, I feel like I got everything that I wanted anyway, (laughs) even though it didn't translate it to any Oscar love. Yeah, (laughs) deserving. I mean, that was also another one, too, when you look at the nominees in this category. Palm Springs yeah. had the popularity factor. There was a part of me that was wondering if uh, Miss Juneteenth or the assistant could I thought come so up too. and beat it. But yeah. Yeah, I had a sneaking suspicion that maybe the assistant could take it. It, you know, it did pretty well overall in terms of nominations at Indie Spirit. So I thought maybe it had a shot. But ultimately, I did go with Palm Springs. Something about it just felt right for that mm-hmm. category. I actually thought there was a runner-up in this case. It was was actually going to be the four-year-old version, but I was like, yeah, Palm Springs is going to get it. This is, yeah, like it was the most deserving screenplay. And good for it. Yeah, I think that something that the Film Independent Spirit Awards do that I love so much is that they expand our notion of what the award season films are, mm-hmm. and it opens up those options, and this was the case with Palm Springs. Some people want to stay only with the best picture Oscar nominees. And this gives you more options to like, hey, there are more movies out there. Don't stick with those. Yeah. Alex, what about you? Even even the movie, like uh even the movie even it came out on Prime Video, but not a not a lot of people have saw the movie, you know. So uh I I just want to say that uh Fallen Springs is a is a great film, but I think it is not much appreciated by the general audience because you got lost with all the catalogs of movies that find video and all the shitty TV series that that that, 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 that the platform is giving us right now. So, I mean, I think is the best chance to to this movie to introduce the whole new world. I don't know if the movie got like a a, a wide release on on on, on, on theaters, but. I uh, I was thinking it, it, that movie is suitable for for movie theaters instead of of prime video. Yeah, I was just gonna say that um, I was really thrilled and really happy about um, Palm Springs win because I think it was deserved much more love during this season for sure. Yep, I'm with you on that one. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. All right, I'm going to move over to the next category here. We have best first feature. This one to Sound of Metal, which I have no complaints about. It's a best picture nominee. Fine. You know, like I understand why it won. However, I would argue uh, if you have not seen Nine Days. <laughs> holy shit, if you have not seen Nine Days. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for being on my side. Thank you. That film is going to rock all of your worlds this year. It is going to be, I don't want to say it's going to be the I'm thinking of ending things of 2021. I, I think it's actually a little bit more um, deeper than that. Um, and, yeah. you know, definitely a much less of a rough, rough experience. I would equate it more to something like a ghost story or even tree of life in some cases where it's a transcendent, beautiful movie going experience that is going to really i think have a, a deep profound impact on uh those who watch it so uh i can't wait for you all to check that out if you have not had a chance to do so already yeah that's winston, that Duke, right winston duke's performance in it is holy shit good <laughs> that film they showed the clips and i would start crying like i am just i've only been able to see it once i i don't think i can watch it again it, it was just too jarring for me uh benjamin what do you got I'm confused as to why Sony uh, Pictures Classics have messed, completely messed up the release of this film because I do think it could have been a big player mm -hmm. um, this year. Um, and now it's showing up at Indie Spirits and nowhere else. I, I don't know what they, what they have in, in store for it. I actually think that there is something like a method to the madness here in the sense of, do I think it could have competed better in this year's crop of films, yes. Do I think it's going to struggle next year or AKA this year when we have uh, bigger releases coming out too? Yes, but at the same time, there's something to be said for platform releasing this where it premieres at Sundance, it gets really good buzz, and then it's getting a slow rollout at some festivals, and then it you know gets the Indie Spirit nominations so that this way screeners become available to those members, and you're just building word of mouth. You're just building buzz slowly, 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 and everyone's going to hear about this movie by the time it's ready to release, or at least 
us in the film lover world are going to all hear about this movie. Whereas, you know, I think that there's a good chance that this is a movie that could have slid under the radar in many, many ways, um, even for those who really love movies, if it had just gotten a regular standard release this year. I also think there's yeah. a little bit of frustration in the sense that I think some of us just want the film just in one calendar year and we have to worry about, oh, well, this year was in you know Indie Spirit. Next year is going to be like all, you know, we kind of wish it was just all in like one contained year. Oh, I mean, when we talk about like international features, I feel that all the, all the time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's always really confusing. All right. So now uh, after Best First Feature, we had Best Supporting Male, which went to Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. Uh, with no Daniel Kaluuya here, this was a great way to recognize uh, Paul Racy with an award and could not be happier. Uh, Gabe, what did you think of this? Um, I'm happy for him. Uh, I'm just glad that He's getting this sort of recognition um, at this point in his career. Like, just to think that almost nobody knew who he was before this film, and now he's just again getting all this sort of all this recognition. It just makes me happy, and especially for him to win here. And also, I really like all the other nominations as well. I haven't seen Nine Days, but I really liked Coleman Domingo, Orion Lee, and Glenn Turman. Yeah, I was just very satisfied with this lineup. And yeah. I love Paul Racy's narrative this season. Totally. Absolutely. Adriano, what about you? Um, Again, not surprising, but it's also just like, in my opinion, he's just the best of the category and supporting, no matter who else is nominated. He's just my favorite supporting actor for him for the year. And so, you know, at least he got something, you know, something like, you know, he's not walking like other than a critic award, he's walking away with something that's, that's, I'm satisfied because he's not winning the Oscar. So I'm satisfied that he got something. Yeah. Daniel. I also just wanted to point out that today I was just randomly watching Judge Judy with my dad and all of a sudden I I saw people posting about this. Yeah, so I, I was watching a Judge Judy rerun with my father, and all of a sudden, Paul Racy pops up as a deaf interpreter on Judge Judy. And it's just absolutely insane that you have, like, I'm watching Judge Judy, a Judge Judy rerun, realizing Paul Racy's day job when he's not acting is a deaf interpreter, and this man is an Oscar nominee and an Indie Spirit winner now. Yep. That's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about it about it all is that here's a guy who was kind of, I don't want to say plucked from obscurity, but nobody knew who he was before Sound of Metal, or at least, you know, most of us did not know who he was. Um, I would be shocked if somebody told me that they knew who he was. I would say, what movie, what performance made an impact on you? Tell me more, please. Uh, but I got to say, like, he's one of those actors now at this stage in his career where it reminds me almost of like... Um, like Richard E. Grant in a way where you kind of get that late career recognition at that point in your life. And uh, next thing you know, Richard E. Grant is starring in a Star Wars movie. It's like, for all we know, Paul Racy is about to get a lot more coming his way in the next few years. And I could not be more excited to see where that leads. Um, all right. So then moving on here, we have Best Documentary, which went to Crip Camp with big heavy hitters like Time and Dick Johnson is Dead, a collective you know, with no My Octopus teacher, I thought this was a chance for one of those to get some recognition here. Uh, Crip Camp, I, I, I just, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think that it had that much passionate support behind it. But I've been hearing over the last couple of days some rumblings that it is actually a real spoiler in the best documentary feature category uh, that could potentially upset My Octopus teacher. Uh, I want to hear first from uh, Iza. 
Um, yeah, first, hi. So nice to be here. I've been following your podcast for a very long time. Yeah, no, I was so upset. I think Dick Johnson was my favorite movie last year. It was just so impeccable. I was crushed when it was not nominated on Oscar morning. And I think I I knew, I, I thought it was gonna be my optimist teacher tonight, but I was like holding on to this like glimmer of hope that Dick Johnson was gonna reign triumphant. Cause there was a part of me that was like, oh, he shows up at the Oscars and it's a big moment. Um, but no, I was a little bit crushed, but you know, hopefully that movie, I'm trying to like tell all my friends about it and get more people to see it. Cause it's just an impeccable movie. Yeah. Matthew Anderson, what do you have to add? Uh, well, coming from one Matthew to another, uh, <laughs> uh, I I do agree with you in saying that Crypt Camp is the possible spoiler. Uh, I think I, I did predict time, but now seeing everyone tell me that, you know, Crypt Camp has the, the, the more likely spoiler to come out. Uh, it was produced or at least uh, executive produced by the Obamas. Am I yep. correct in saying that? So, so that's even more of a factor to know, okay, it would be interesting to see how much uh, sway they have uh, in terms of I like, mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if it by- wins this year, then the Obama produced documentary is the new Pixar of the uh, best <laughs> oh, documentary I uh, feature. I was yeah. just going to say that, <laughs> yeah. Matt. Like, yeah. and, watch out yeah. every year they have a contender, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, and and that's what I, and that's what I'm curious in seeing. As of right now, though, I'm still going to go with my octopus teacher. Oh, yeah, you have to. We have to. You, you have to based on those stats. Yeah, even though we have had moments or years where the documentary winners went on to win without like a PGA nomination before. So, I mean, still, but yeah, I'm still going to go with the octopus teacher, but I would, I would be curious to see if Crip Camp could pull it off. Yep. I totally understand that. Gabe, what about you? I actually think Crip Camp, um, um, I'm considering it's Oscar possibilities now. I know that um, not because of indie spirit, just because of the subject matter and the overall tone of the film feels very Oscar friendly. Yeah, and totally. I feel like if anything is going to um, challenge my octopus teacher, it would be that. But I am still predicting o- octopus teacher for obvious reasons. I mean, the way I see it is if they're willing to give best picture to a movie where a woman fucks a fish, you know, <laughs> then this is Which not is a great great movie. too far removed from that. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That was a great movie, though, Matt. Come I on. agree. I agree. I'm with you on that one. Adriana, what do you have to add? Uh, well, first of all, like ditto what everyone said. I think if there is a spoiler in Doc, it's it's Crip Camp because of the Obama's name. But I also like again, I, you know, I, I didn't predict. I did predict Dick Johnson for tonight, mainly out of like hope that it would win something. I'm a little, but like I love Crip Camp. I'm happy it won. I'm a little disappointed that Dick Johnson lost though. All right, then next up we have uh, best screenplay goes to Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman and. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full reactions to the 2021 Independent Spirit Awards here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full-length episode, you will have to head on over to our Patreon for Next Best Picture, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this hour and 20 minute long podcast, along with other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.